Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Canadian wildlife artist, Sarah McComb Turbot. Sarah is the perfect example of someone who takes things one step at a time and has a very methodical approach to building her art business. She learns a new skill by pouring her everything into it and then moves on to the next task as opposed to getting overwhelmed with all the things that need to be done. She does it one step at a time at her own pace. This makes sense considering her background is in science. So she's a biologist turned artist. And I know you're going to love all of her stories. So let's just get to it and let me know what you think of this week's episode with Sarah McComb Turbot. Hey there, we're going live number two today with Sarah. And this is another Quit Your Day Job series where I talk to Artist Academy members about how they quit their day job and all the feelings behind it and strategies and where they're getting most of their um, commissions and all of the stuff. And so today we, today we have Sarah and I'm really excited because I am featuring Sarah. And so I feel like doing this interview is going to give some people somewhere to go who want to know more about her. Hi. Hi. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're just basically going to chat about, I have a bunch of questions here that I have the ones that I sent you over and yeah, we're just going to talk and just girl talk and <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. Okay. So if you could start out by maybe introducing yourself a bit and to anybody who hasn't, who doesn't know who you quite, who you are, where are you? What kind of style do you do? So my name's Sarah. I am a marine biologist turned wildlife artist and I'm based in Ontario and I paint a lot of marine life and wildlife and I'm getting really into learning other animal textures like fur and elephant skin and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm slowly broadening my horizons to paint a variety of, of animals. Yeah. So you, uh, you, I remember your Arts Academy application because you had a very interesting <laughs> background and I was like, okay, so the scientist wants to join this uh, Artist Academy to be an artist. I just thought that was so unique. Now, can you talk a little bit about your studies and your background a bit and how that's influenced your art now? Yeah. So my background is in uh, researching pilot whales, the longfin pilot whales on the northern tip of Nova Scotia, Canada. And then I did my master's research on the foraging ecology of gentoo penguins. So I did my master's out in UBC uh, in Vancouver, Canada. And then I went down to do my field work in the Falkland Islands, a sub-Antarctic island, where I lived with the penguins for three weeks and then six weeks, tackled them to get blood samples. They're almost a meter tall. The gentoo penguins are not small animals. I'm not particularly strong. So it was a lot of bravery that you had to like ramp yourself up to go and get in there with these animals. And it, it's so cold down there too. It's like hailing sideways, so windy, there's no trees. And yeah, my research looked into the question of why some individual animals outperform others. So how a penguin could be more successful than another penguin in terms of whether they breed that year or how much food they catch, things like this. Interesting. Did you figure out if there was a difference or what, what made the difference? Yeah. So I looked at their 
blood, like the amount of oxygen that they can carry in their blood. So it's hemoglobin and hematocrit and body mass that kind of give a maximum amount of like oxygen that you can store. And there's a lot of different relations to what their blood parameters were and the diving behavior we saw. So some penguins that have really high oxygen carrying capacity in their blood, they're the ones that do dives to like 200 meters down. Whereas other penguins that aren't as good at holding their breath, they're only diving to like 70 meters. And there's different prey that they're able to eat at these different like locations underwater. So it's really interesting being able to relate it back to whether or not they were participating in the breeding season and what the actual like outcome is for their like evolutionarily fitness of passing on their genes based on their diving behavior and their blood information. So it's kind of like their physiological health. Yeah. And I'm currently writing it up. I finished my master's almost a year and a half ago, basically. And, um, I've just started going back to getting that paper published as well. I resisted it for a long time, but I'm putting the hours in and we're going to get another paper out of it. So multitasking. Oh my gosh. All that and in painting and doing all the things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I could literally listen to you tell stories all day about that kind of a thing. I think it's just so interesting. And you, you tell a story well, like you, you get to the point and it's, it's just, you're a very good story, storyteller in general. Well, it was funny because the first time I joined the Artist Academy a year ago, we hopped on and we did a live. It was like my first live ever on Instagram. I think I may have done five, maybe. I should do it more. And we talked about penguins and catching the blood samples and getting fleas from them and all of the, the details, like the nitty gritty stuff of the, the field work aspects. And yeah, it was it's pretty amusing to think of because nobody actually thinks of what it's like, like you see marine biologists on TV, but then when you're actually there or can like talk to one who's done that work, it's kind of funny. And then most of what I do is R and Python coding. Like I'm mostly a programmer. It's just fancier to say you work with penguins. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Did you get bit by a penguin? Yeah. But their wings are what you need to look out for because they're one of, they dive so fast. They can go down to 200 meters 600 feet for the Americans in the audience. Canadians. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's, they go down to that deep and back in like five minutes. They're so fast. So like their flippers are what you need to watch out for. Like they could, they could break your hand, like for, for sure. Like they, they hurt. Like it's like getting slapped with a ruler, but there's so much muscle behind a, that ruler. Like, yeah, their beaks pinched, but they can't really draw blood that much. You know, they're not like a raptor. So it's, yeah. Thank God. But anyway, we have all the animal care permits. We're very nice to the penguins. We follow very strict protocol rules. All the required things, I should say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just out there tackling all of them. Yes. Please get professional training if you want to work with penguins. Yep. <laughs> okay. And now you're painting a bunch of penguins. And you painted <laughs> yeah. live for the... Artists for Conservation, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's actually so funny because I, getting accepted as a member for Artists for Conservation, it's this amazing group where they paint wildlife and donate part of their funds to conservation causes for the animals. And that was like a main calling when I first discovered them. It was like such a deep soul 
resonating thing to find out that this group was. And it was at a, a conference in Vancouver and I was there as a researcher and they had this mural where they had painted uh, like hundreds of species of like the most endangered birds. And it blew my mind that so many artists internationally could collaborate on a project like this. And I loved it. So I applied for two years, finally got accepted as a member in 2019. And I was like, that's it. When I finish my master's, I'm just going to paint really hyper detailed wildlife art full time and it'll be great. And in following along with that, my husband and I decided to move back to our small town in Ontario because the cost of living is so much cheaper and more affordable and the loss of my income made up the difference. So we kind of had like a buffer year. 2021 was a buffer year of, you know, a lot of people ask, like, when do you quit your day job? For me, it wasn't about quitting a job. It was about how long can I last without needing another job was kind of where we were set up. So it was kind of like a um, a different spin on it. I feel like people get in these two boats, either they're forced out of a job and like, or they, they left a job that they were really unhappy with and they didn't really have a good plan, which is that this is the category I fell into. I didn't know anything about being an artist. And other people who like, take the long route where they they work and save up a lot and then quit all at once or they go part-time and then transition slowly. This was kind of like an all or nothing sink or swim situation. And the main requirement was that I couldn't, like after the first few months, it couldn't cost us money. So we had a little bit of startup fee to buy paints and canvases and stuff. And then it was basically a try and survive, throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks situation. And yeah, so I, the Artist for Conservation is so funny because I committed to painting full time, but we were renovating a house and other stuff. So I didn't actually start doing it until last October. So just over a year ago now. And I spent like over 200 hours on this first seal. And I love, I love this painting. It's gorgeous. And I, I marked it sold on my website because I just can't part with it anymore. I, I don't care. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I I wanted to sell it for so long to be like ranked with those high wildlife artists. And I kept it for the competition and I was going to submit it to the Artists for Conservation competition. But it was my husband who was like, you, nobody knows who you are. You're not advertising yourself anywhere. There's nobody's going to buy this from you. And that was such like a wake up call of like, you're right. I don't know anything. So I started playing around at that point with what what I could do online. And I found a few different artist groups. I found your group, signed up for the seven day free trial just to see what the resources were. And I did your whole print course in like the first day. I just like going like, I'm just going to learn everything before this free trial ends because I don't, I have no money to spend on something like this. And it was so funny because I went in for the online courses and the there's so much material there. There's no way you could get through it all in seven days anyway. Like it's it's a wealth of resources, all the videos in the Artist Academy Advanced. But the reason that I got hooked was the community. It was the Facebook group and everybody being so welcoming and you being so welcoming. And I remember thinking like, I have no idea what half of the stuff these people are talking about is going on. Like I had no idea when people are posting problems that they're having in their business. I'm like, that seems so foreign to where I was at, but yeah. And then the 31 day challenge happened and the rest is history. Like that challenge participating in it hooked me. 
And I will be a life member because it's the community, but it's also the support structure of people driving each other. That was a very long answer, but I loved every bit of it. You're such a good talker. I'd love it. just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I will I, I'm so glad that you're a life member. Yeah. We I just love it because when people come in, there's some people who come in and they'll like they'll watch a couple of videos and lay out life gets busy, like it does for all of us. And so they kinda eh. But you came in and you were like, Okay, I'm gonna do this challenge. All right, even though it was so different from what you had just done, like spending two hundred hours on one thing and then spending a day on 31 paintings that was a drastic difference and I just remember talking to you and be like you should try it and you're like I don't know okay okay yeah yeah I'm like okay and then you did it and it was just so fun to follow along with your your series last year with the whales it was just it was so fun to watch like what you were going to do and then all the stories behind it and I love your fun facts too you can never do enough fun fun facts about whales or penguins or anything like that but it's just been so fun to watch you grow and try all the things like you just did an art talent or um an art auction and just all of the stuff you just tried it all yeah well with the the 31 day challenge I was like what what do I have in my background that's different and it's the I am a master of knowledge of marine animals you know so I'm like I'm gonna provide facts to people because it's it's knowledge there you go but yeah basically last year I pretty much picked a new thing each month not on purpose necessarily but it was kind of like okay so January I painted a ton February I was like okay we'll get a website going on but I need better quality images so then you know March it was kind of like okay so learn how to photograph your artwork and color correct it and get rid of glare and do the whole print thing to add to my website and then March or April was my Skillshare class so it kind of just became like a new main thing theme each month kind of and it was really good because five of my January paintings sold. So that created the buffer that allowed me to last the next few months. So from selling five of those paintings, it was kind of like, wow, this is the pool of money. Now I have to like buy canvases and paint. And and it was kind of nice to have that kind of control over it. And then, yeah. And then this past month I did a art auction for the first time and sold the vast majority of my 31 day paintings. I had a limit. I think I could only post 20 on the free website I was using. So then that was that new thing. But the 31 day challenge, if anybody's on the fence about it, go for it. Because I am such a perfectionist in my research, in my writing, in my my coding and, and in painting. So it was just such a wake up call to be like, you don't need a really detailed amount of like painting and tiny brushstrokes to create a good painting, it's kind of like that 20% of the effort gets you 80% of the results rule. Like you can just go and and go for it. And it you don't need the extra 80% of the effort to get to perfect. Like it just, it takes the, the minimum. You just got to like show up and, and go for it. But it was funny about this challenge because the first like three days was what made me realize that I was going to stay a member of the Artist Academy too. It was because I had my book of marine mammals and I was going to a random page and picking a whale species on at random and just painting that species. And the third day it was beluga whales. There was a mum and a calf beluga whale. And I totally bit off more than I could chew. I had icebergs at the top that I spent like four hours trying to get these icebergs to look good before I even painted the animals. It's like, this is such a disaster. I got sidetracked. And 
I didn't have a good like flow and system for it. And eight hours into this painting, the whale still looks like crap. And I posted a picture of it in the advanced group, just being like, guys, I'm so screwed. Like this isn't working out. Like I'm not going to finish the one today. I don't know what to do. It wasn't just like the comments that people said in that thread of like support and keep going can get like emotional just like talking about this. But so many people jumped into my Instagram story when I was giving updates and they were commenting back every time I did like an update on my Instagram until like painting to like 1130 at night, like over like 14 hours for one painting. But people I had known for like three weeks were commenting on my stuff live, like with so much support and understanding. And it's just so invaluable to find a group of peers of people who just so genuinely care about each other and want to lift everybody up. Yeah, it was an emotional time, very deep revelations. And like just the camaraderie of that was crazy. Not to mention the artist for conservation group that I joined, the super prestigious group of like really high class artists, world renowned. They're from, there's 500 members from like 60 countries, something like that. And I submitted my first seal, the painting I had spent hours and hours on (laughs) and the biggest irony ever. Yeah. So in June, I had thrown in three of my other paintings that I had done. And one of them was this whale skeleton that I had painted from the 31 day challenge. And that one not even got top 200 for the art book but it got the top 70 paintings that have gone on international tour this past year. Tour. One of my paintings I did in a day from joining this challenge (laughs) went on tour. Yeah, there's like the, it's the next stop in January, I think is like the Arizona Desert Museum. If you're in Arizona, go check it out. It's the third week of January and it's going to be there for like a month. But it's just so nuts that like, I would have never thought that would have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's so crazy how just things you just you kind of like put put it out there that you want something and then you make steps towards it and then sometimes it just happens in the weirdest ways. You know, you get you get jobs from what seems like nowhere and there's just this the art world is such an odd place. <laughs> it's it's but it's fun though. You know, like th- things that happen you're like I that that didn't go as I thought it was, but this is cool too, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's still lessons in there that every time I think about it, I'm like relearning. Like if I spend longer than like 40 hours on a painting now, it's kind of like, do I need to? There's a lot of stuff that that questions or even just choosing like the the source material for a painting. Like it's, I still don't understand. It boggles my mind. I prefer the first seal personally, but it's not the one that went into the juried competition. So whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it was because it was just so different. You're and it had like a purple background, so it was like eye catching, and it was of a skeleton. And it was, I think it was just because it was so different, and it's like you you almost took a chance, and you, you stood out by being so different. And I think in a in that specific thing where people paint realistic animals, I, I actually don't know what everybody else submitted but I imagine I might be stereotyping that they were like realistic animals and so you painted something different from that and that's probably what stood out is that is that what you were thinking or there's all types there's silk art in there oh, there's, okay. there's it's 
people go, they submit all mediums in this. There's abstract stuff in there. There's, it's a wide range, but it's true. Like skeletons are unique. And the way that it's kind of swimming in a purple starry ocean, it definitely has like a feeling when you look at it. And it's kind of funny because you just get into this like pressure cooker of needing to come up with ideas. And it it's what makes it, you know, you just, you have to think of something each day. You just do it until you sticks. Like if you, if you paint enough things, one of them is going to be a really good idea and you don't always know until it's out there. So. Yeah. So, so true. I think that's the magic of the 31 day challenge. It just makes you just stretch your brain to try to figure out something else. And then, okay, well, cause like, I feel like on, on day one, it's like our favorite thing, but our favorite thing sometimes is like the, the most unoriginal sometimes, you know? And so just like having to stretch that, it just gets a little weirder and weirder as we go. So let's, so I really like the idea that you had just said about how you kind of, you took it one step at a time and you really analyzed and you like, you made it like a, like your, your own scientific experiment, like per month. You're like, okay, I have probably basically (laughs) the most logical ways possible to start something. Yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah well I imagine it being like 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 something's out on an operating table or something and you're like let me pick this apart and put it back together and then like a like a surgeon or something and and so you figured out like how to do the website and then how to do the prints and then how, and I love that it's one step at a time too because a lot of artists like there's a lot to learn there's just so much and like even I'm like constantly learning something new and there's just so much to know and it can be really overwhelming so hopefully it people listening to this, they kind of see that you don't have to do it all at once. Maybe like, like you took a whole month to do one thing and that's okay because now you have that knowledge forever and you're set up. And if you have the website going, you, you don't need to go back and spend a whole nother month on it next year. You know, it's just, you, you learn, you learn as you go. So I think that's such a really great way to learn and build your art business. Yeah. And like the first time it took me to photograph and color correct my art, like you can see all my lights are still set up here with like the polarizing filters on them and stuff. It took like hours to learn Lightroom and to get the whole system down. But now I can photograph a painting, especially if they're all kind of set up like this. And I can upload it on my website within half an hour. So it's great because you you build that efficiency slowly over time. But it is it is interesting like learning one step at a time because it was in the summer. Yeah, kind of like late spring, summer. I had been negative in my art finances for like three months going on four months in in June and I had resisted the murals for so long and then it was kind of like I think my husband came up to me he's just like you you know you don't really have to make money right now but you can't really cost us money like it was like that kind of like I was like I know like uh, because it's so hard because people were so encouraging and like supportive and in like my real life and on Instagram and the community too. But, and everybody's just like, I love what you're doing, but it's kind of like, this is great. But like, you, it's not that we paint to make money, but we make money so we can keep painting, you know? So it was kind of like, ah, and I almost took a um, DFO contract, Department of Fisheries and Oceans. That would have been the science job thing. It was only like a three month contract, but I was like, that, I mean, like we've been living really on a very tight budget and it just gets old after a while. So yeah, but anyway, and then I finally was like, okay, fine, fine. I will buy house paint. I'll do it. So I spent like maybe $400 on 
buckets of white, yellow, red, blue, like the base colors. And I did three murals, three bedroom kid murals for free slash by donation, basically. And then from that, I got a like $200 small animal mural for a local business. And then I got a $2,000 wall for a business. And then I just booked in November a almost eight grand mural that's going to start in April. So yeah, you do some stuff for free, but it actually happens like really quickly. And I remember quoting it and being like, I just, I told them $30 an hour for the level of detail they were asking. And they were like, okay, that sounds good. And we had given them options, like I said, between 20 and 40, and they chose $30 per square foot, sorry, not per hour. And it was just, I remember like talking on a weekly live with you as well, because I was like, they haven't gotten back to me. I've emailed them twice. I don't know how, <laughs> how often do you follow up? And it's the real value in a group like this is like, these are situations that I had no experience in. I would have quoted them way less, potentially. I would have maybe, I don't know, like went back and being like, actually, here's a thousand dollars off. Just book me, please. <laughs> like I, you kind of cave at a certain point, but then it's different when you get your first big wins because after that was booked and I also had a canvas commission come in for like almost five grand for, for a canvas. <laughs> so it's just like you get your first few big jobs and then it's like from those, it buys you time. So now I know because I have this big commission I'm finishing in February and then I have this huge mural coming in in May, that's my mortgage for the next probably 12 months. We could stretch that out. So then that's nice because then it's like from that, you're good. And then everything else you do is just bonus. So it's nice to get to this level of like, whew, you could kind of like breathe again a bit. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I resisted murals and they got me eventually. It's, <laughs> and they're really fun to paint. So they're just so dang profitable. <laughs> it's just, it's hard to tear, to tear away. Like it, they're kind of exhausting. Like I just did a whole room in a couple of days and my arm at the end of it, I was like, man, <laughs> this is going to be a tough thing to do when I'm old, but they're just so dang profitable that it's, uh, it's just, and yeah, you, you're right. Like I started in the, the past year or so. Yeah. I'm really the past year, but really the past couple months, like taking Fridays as my studio day to do exactly what you're doing, like paint what you want to paint. And yeah, because because murals can do that. Like murals are like, okay, you get one that lasts maybe one or two days for the week. And it's like, that's your, that's your rent for a few, few weeks or however long. But I love that you've, you've caved into the mural. <laughs> like finally, like, fine, fine. I'll do it. I know. It was so not part of my like artist identity. I was like, nope, I'm going to paint canvases that'll sell for thousands of dollars. And then it's just, it's so funny because it was like such a, a desperate few months of like, ah, shoot, gotta try something else. <laughs> but it. it's great because it wasn't like, if I didn't have the Artist Academy, I probably would have taken another job to bridge that gap instead of just pivoting to something else that you're still painting. It just wasn't what you thought you were gonna do to make money. I mean, I, it's, I'm stoked about this mural. Like it's gonna be like a life-size black bear and like a whole bunch of other stuff is gonna be hidden in it. It's, it's gonna be super fun. So yeah. That's going to be a lot. 
Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, really, I mean, you can do big, expensive canvases and you can do big, expensive murals. You know, it's just painting big is is always fun. And yeah, whenever you're talking about murals, I'm like, but you could be like the female Wyland, you know, <laughs> and just do like wildlife or like underwater stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you seem pretty chill. Like you seem pretty like chill as you went. This, were there any like fears that were going through your head? And I asked this because it is typically for a lot of people, a really stressful time, like quitting their day job and getting it going. And either they're working a lot while they're at their day job or they've just quit. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it, there's, there's somewhere in there. It can be kind of a lot, a lot of anxiety can come up, but, but you seem pretty chill. Are you, were you pretty chill about it or were, you, were there any things that you were wondering? You're like, oh. I feel like, um, people said this when I started going on my story as well. They were like, wow, you're so bubbly and excited. It's nervousness. It's not, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not this energetic. It's you're like, so cute on your stories. I like, if, if I watch your stories, I'm like, just giggling. I'm like, cause it reminds me a lot of myself. How, like, I, I'll yeah. be like, Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, I I talk in like three octaves higher than my normal voice. (laughs) Whatever. But it seems chill now, but I was really nervous about like what the professional community of like science would necessarily think. And especially when I started to post on like LinkedIn, I all my LinkedIn network is all like 4,000 other scientists and researchers in marine biology. So it was kind of like weird where I'm not like, hey, this is my new paper I published. Instead yeah. I'm like, look at this painting of a whale. It's great. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I felt I felt strange about not necessarily like the self-promotion part of it, but just like trying to get eyeballs on what I was doing. Cause I knew like that's the only way you can make money. People have to know what you're doing. And everything was closed from COVID. So it's not like I could go to a local art show it was really just like trying to harness the power of the internet. And most of my sales were from LinkedIn and still are to some huge extent. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can trace a sale back to Instagram. It's either through LinkedIn or through like referrals, like people saying like, I have a friend, look at her artwork. And then they would contact me or go to my website or something like that. So it's, it's kind of funny, but it like, since basically like end of October, November, that's when the commission started coming in. And like, I just got a, somebody left an inquiry on my website for a, a pet portrait for a thousand dollars. And I have said, no, I will not paint a dog. I will not paint a cat. There's too many. I don't want to, I don't want to get trapped there. But for a thousand dollars, I was like, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's worth a conversation there. And then when I talked to them on the phone, they were like, I don't know how it works with your pricing. And I basically just explained to them like what you're buying with a a budget on a painting, like a commission is time. So if you want to invest more in it, I will spend more time doing more details. And I have the first skill that I spent forever on to back that up now. So people, anyway, the basically end of the phone call ended up upsailing it to 1800. So now it's like, cause they were like, yeah, make go nuts. Like, make it really detailed, the, the fur of their, their dog. And their dog's so so cute too. And they have such a good story. So anyway, that's going to be, I'm going to think I'm going to start it in December and then probably pause it for the 31 day challenge. And then I'll finish it probably like at the beginning of February. But yeah, like inquiries like that come in now. And it's, it's crazy because I feel like I have so much control over it. 
and how many I accept and when I accept them. So it's like, my goal is to just make a backlog of commissions, but then like keep the, the deadlines very vague, you know? So then if I don't feel like working on it, but then if I need money, I can like pick one up, you know, that's the goal now. So. Oh my gosh. You're, you're a full-time artist now. Wow. It's just, it's happening. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I really liked how you mentioned, okay. So first off, like, couple things on here. I like how you explain it. I explain that to customers, how like, okay, well, what you're buying is time because, and just, and just having those examples to show them, I think are so valuable because then people can see, because a lot of people are like, why are you charging $500 for this art? Like, who, who says it's worth that? And it's like, it just explaining it that way, I think is such a good, good point that you're doing. And Another point that you said earlier, how you, you were afraid of like starting, it's like basically starting over or being seen as this, you know, this, because really being a researcher and being a scientist is very, people look up to that and they're like, whoa, like that's like, it gets a reaction out, out of people. It's, it's kind of like saying you're a doctor. People are like, oh, wow. And so you, then you go that to be an artist. And the first reaction when you, even when I, when I meet people, I'm like, hi, I'm an artist. They're like, do you got like a real job? Like, or do you like craft on the weekend? And like, I have to like explain like, no, I do. Or like show them a photo. And they're like, oh, you're like an actual artist. But nobody says that about a doctor or a scientist or a researcher. You know what? I feel like marine biology has a special asterisk above it because people, the default response I've gotten for years is, oh, my seven-year-old would love your job. Like, it's not that different from being an artist. Like, I feel like I've got a training in how to, like, not defend your profession. But, and that was another huge fear when I was starting to art. So many people, like, especially in my small town, Ontario area, were like, oh, so you couldn't get a job as a marine biologist then? Like, no, I absolutely can get a job as a marine biologist. I've been offered jobs in four different countries. I just want to live here because my brother had a baby and I want to be an aunt. <laughs> so there's all this kind of, people think it's a joke too. Like my, my husband used to go to like a work events and networking events with them. And I'd write marine biologists on my name tag and people would be like, oh, that's so funny. Like the joke from Seinfeld. What do you actually do? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because I, I didn't watch Seinfeld that much, but I'm like, no, this is my profession. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, marine biologists, when a kid says they want to be a marine biologist, it's like wanting to be an astronaut or like it's treated as a joke kind of, which is kind of really funny. So the skills to get there are the same. But if somebody is like studying bacteria in a Petri dish as a biologist, that seems more like legit and serious for an adult than like, how exactly do you catch a penguin? Like, tell me. So it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like, do people ever ask if you, if you work in a zoo or something? Right. Or yeah, sometimes. And okay. like a lot of, well, yeah, scientists do work at a zoo. Like okay. I, I went to a zoo to learn how to initially take blood samples. Like it's a great learning resource for stuff. So you're like, take yeah. me seriously though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm on the fence right now. Maybe I'll ask your advice. This is what we'll do. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel because it's another way to share and show your work. And I have an idea of taking time lapses of my paintings and then me just talking over them in like a corner, kind of like reacting to my own painting. And I think I'm going to keep like the rock cut of the time lapse so people can see like, oh, and now I'm eating chocolate. Like, you know, that kind of 
details of it, like how much you have a break and this kind of stuff. And like how many days it takes, you know, because you'll see your outfit change. And um, I think I'm going to do something like that. My main debate is because I know nothing. Well, I know some, I did my Skillshare class in iMovie, but I think I'm going to do the 90 day free trial of Final Cut Pro. I'm debating trying to learn as much as I can about video editing between Christmas and New Year's, and then trying to record an introduction to the video get the time lapse for my 31 day painting, record an outro at the evening, edit it all and post it the next morning during the challenge. So kind of using like the 31 day challenge, not just for painting, but for learning video editing on YouTube. But I'm not sure if that's taken off too much that I could chew or not. (laughs) Undecided. Yeah. Yeah. So actually it's so funny that you say that because I I had, I had that idea to do, it's like the, it's called a picture in picture thing. Right. And so you have the the small square, but not, not for YouTube, but I I wanted to start doing that for Instagram reels and like reacting to my own be like, yeah, this is where it, Oh no, this is where it started to look good. But every like, you know, (laughs) and I, I thought about doing that for like little mini videos and also um, tonight, actually, I'm going over to my friend's house and he, he's a like professional videographer, editor, shooter, director. And he, he's worked on like a bunch of famous Hollywood stuff. And so I'm going over there and he's going to show me his, like his recommendation for editing software. And he said that it's free. It's called DaVinci, I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. But he, he has the paid version, but he was like, you need the light version, which is free. And it has, he said that it has more than anything that we could need or use. Cause I, I have to actually have to edit a video tonight for a brand thing. And so I'm going over to have him like help me and get like to get it a little bit better than what I could do. So I will let you know what that editor is and I'll let you know like my review of working on it tonight. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody commented, yes, Da Vinci. I was going to recommend that. Um, Kelly commented that. So I think that's what it's called. So. Yeah. <laughs> and as for YouTube, I just don't know much about it, but I love the whole no. idea of video. And if you don't do, I also for YouTube, like you could take like little bitty bits of it and post those to TikTok and post those to Reels, you know, just take making a long video and chopping it up and using it, even like posting like five different Reels out of that one YouTube. You know, there's, I'm just such a fan of video. And I just know that it takes so long to grow on YouTube, but it's, it's possible. Yeah. I think the reason I wanted to start it and then use the 31 J challenge to get momentum is because like last year, I I got so many followers from this challenge of people sharing it. And it wasn't like any of my posts. I don't even think I did that many reels during it because I just didn't have time at that point. I was, I was drowning, but nothing went viral. Everything was still like, you know, within the 100 and 200 like range, but I still gained like over 100 and 200 maybe followers within that one month still. So I think the goal was, is that if I use Instagram with LinkedIn, with YouTube, kind of like all three together, that we could get a lot of like crossover of people who are like, wow, that painting's crazy. Then they go over to YouTube and see the full time lapse of me talking about what I was thinking and choosing the animal and painting different parts of it. I don't know. I think it could be like a good like learning experience for other artists and also just entertaining if somebody was interested in buying that painting to see like how it happened. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. The other thing is that if I, if I didn't post them all within the month, then I would have like 31 weeks of 
weekly content done. So it'd be like such a batch filming to go and then post later. Yeah. So those are the kind of two ideas I'm playing with. I'm not sure if it's going to be too much because we've got big things planned for this challenge. They're all, all the canvases are over in the corner, all drying on various cans of soup and other. I saw that on your space. <laughs> yeah, my story. All my random objects that sit flat and are at least four inches tall that I can balance canvases on so that the edges dry and aren't sticking to my floor is perfect. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like, yeah, I saw you had like hot chocolate and like all this stuff balancing it on. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that idea. And I didn't even think about that, how you could show your customer too. Like this is the video behind your painting. Like, and you know that they're going to want to show that to other people too. Like, because imagine like if, if I bought a painting, be like, look, and this is the artist and this is her talking about creating it. And like, that's just a whole nother, Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah, it just adds like a layer of value on it. And people want to see your work, like you're actual doing it. And I don't know, you can like even embed them in your website below the painting on it. So yeah, I don't know. But I'm playing with if it's going to be too much work or not. Like if it's, if I can do a test run and get my, like all my editing of a video under two hours, it'll only get faster from there. But yeah, I don't know. It's still so much work to choose the animal and get the reference image. And I don't know yet. I'm on the fence, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would definitely batch record now and then edit later. I think that would be, I mean, if you, you know, find like you have time and you want to throw out a video, sure. But I love the idea of batch recording and then editing way later on when you have a little bit (laughs) more time. Yeah. Maybe if like you finish a painting in six hours, then like edit that one and release it the next day. So it'd be like sporadic, you know, so you could get some of the both benefits. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, I love that you're trying stuff. I like, I just cannot wait to see where you're at in like five years, you know? And like, that seems like a, like a far away thing, but I think it's going to be a really awesome place. And because you're already doing so well and you, so you lead with quality, which I love. And like your paintings are quality, your, your approach is quality. And you know, you spent a while getting your website out and it's just high quality. And there's something to be said for that. And it's just so cool to watch you. It's so it's so crazy to me though, because you seem to have painting pretty much down, which is typically what a lot of artists need to work on. And I think it's it's because of your 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 quality mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to work at this painting until it looks really really good. And so you have like you have that the knowledge. Did you, did you take some painting classes beforehand or no? Not really. But like, <laughs> don't so hate awesome. me for this comment. But like, I okay, I took art classes in high school. And then it was always like my stress relieving activity when I was in my undergrad. During my master's, master's are crazy. So I didn't have that much time to paint in my master's degree. But I don't know, I had done paintings and people had like, been like, wow, do you sell your art? And I'm like, no, why would I sell it? Like, it's mine. I was like, I spent hours on this. You think I'm just going to give it to somebody? That's crazy. (laughs) That was kind of like the mindset I, I did have. So it was, and I still struggle with that. Hence why my first seal crown and jewel is decorating my house. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it's, it's just a crazy attention to detail. That is the reason that I'm, I, I can code in Python and R and have it work out and like write scientific papers and do the whole scientific method. Like it's just, you have to pay attention to the little things and the patience for that has always been 
something that never felt hard. Like it just, it feels so much more fulfilling when you put a lot of effort into something. But yeah, I need the 31 day challenge to remind myself of what I can achieve painting and what shortcuts you can take. And it looks the same or very similar because they don't, they don't matter as much. So it's, it's nice to, I would have never have thought I would have produced all that, those paintings to that level of detail before doing the challenge. I, I would have thought you were crazy. And I had small canvases picked out as like backup options. Like I'll, I'll do the easy route. If I get behind some days, I'll paint something quick and then I can take like a Saturday off. And it didn't become that at all. It became like a challenge with myself and with everybody online holding me accountable to be like, shit, I produced that one yesterday. I mean, like, I can't make this one worse today. Like it <laughs> became like the self, you know, it spiraled out of control. So I'm excited to see what you're doing this year too. <laughs> like, I, I was about to say like, careful what you do on day one, then you can't go back. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. I think I might start day one's painting on the 31st Me too. or like the 30th, yeah. just because it's, there's this um, local art contest for the Chinese New Year. So it's this year's the year of the tiger. Last year was the year of the ox and I had a painting in it. So this one, I was going to do it. My first painting is this tiger profile and it looks super cool. But because it's going to be like in a local gallery, I kind of want to put a little bit more effort into it. But yeah, my day one is not going to be the standard. I hold day two, two for sure. Because I think <laughs> it's going to be like a two, three day painting that I just finish on the first. But yeah, it is. It's hard because you, you, you feel the need to one up yourself. <laughs> so yeah. 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 That's so funny though, because I'm going to start on the, on the 30th or 31st and maybe finish it because I know that I'm going out for new year's and then on the first, I'm not going to feel like painting. So I'm going to be like, I painted this yesterday. Here you go. Like That's, that's my I, plan. I saved the stories for my last 31 day challenge and I was rewatching them. And I think literally in it, I was like, it's almost nude, but that's fine. Cause wine exists is like the opening <laughs> tag of like my first story of like getting to my studio and it's like lunchtime. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am the worst at that too. Like I'll be like, I'll make a breakfast this morning. Oh, I'll, I need to do this um, for my, what, for my emails. And then, and then it's like two or three o'clock sometimes. And I'm like, whoops. Okay. Well, I'll paint till 10, whatever of an artist I can do that. You know, we can do that. It's that's the fun of it. <laughs> Yeah. And I almost prefer taking like relaxing mornings and then Me too. working more in the evenings because it doesn't feel like work once you get going. So yeah, because yeah. you don't don't have to like be there at a certain time. You're not like feel like you're running late or something. Yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting about all of this. I've loved to talk with you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure you've definitely inspired. So I, I love, so I interviewed Austin today at two earlier and your stories are very different. Like you, you have like a, a very much more like, like straight on approach and you, you do one thing at a time. And Ryan or Austin is like, I'm going to try this, this and that and that and all, all of this in the same week. And just like, so I love that they're so different, really. Like you guys have the all, all different paths and you're both doing so well and it's just so much so much fun and thank you thank you for joining the artist academy because it i love having attracting people like you in and having you in and giving to give advice to everybody else and really to be an example for everybody else too and because i i know that a lot of people look at you and they see what you're doing and they they watch your stories and they're like I mean, she's so good at painting and she's showing up every day and so people are looking at you too and 
I think it's just so great that you're such a good example for them and Austin too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause like to talk about the numbers, I just hit like a few weeks ago, making over 20 K in the whole year, but that's like total income. I had a lot of expenses. Cause like I buy like canvases and stuff, like all the 31 day challenge paintings are like 20 bucks each like they're they're good quality like baltic birch wood and like my paint because it's transparent acrylic paint that's a whole other topic but it's it's really expensive too so i have a lot of costs in my paintings so i think i've almost only made like six grand so far out of this but most of that like november alone i made almost seven grand in the month of november total from all sales which was mind-blowing to get a month like that. And like the Christmas rush is part of it, but I don't know. And I have almost like 14 grand of work already booked. Like that's guaranteed money coming in in the next five months. So it's kind of crazy how quickly it can go from you feel lost and like, how could you get a sale to all of a sudden they start coming in very naturally. And it almost feels like easy. Like, it's funny. It just flips like. It does. Yeah. There's this weird like tipping point and you're like, when did this happen? But it's a culmination of all the work you've done for the last year or two. And now like people are noticing and people are telling and then this person tells this person that tells this person and you're LinkedIn, (laughs) just everything, like all of those steps and all of those months that you took to learn something new, it's all just coming together now. And you're totally right. So thank you for pointing that out. And yeah, Yeah. that's that's so awesome. Long, long game effort. Long game. Yeah. It's all about the long game. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and I can't wait to see what you do this January for the January challenge. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. All right. I'll catch you later. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Alrighty, that is it. Thanks for listening to another show all about how to quit your day job here on the Artist Academy podcast. Now, if you are inspired and you're like, all right, I'm raising my hand, maybe I need a little bit of help with my mural career or art career, selling things, finding customers, all the things, I would love to help you out. So just go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co. And you'll see a bunch of stuff. You'll see a mural training. You'll see a way to apply and join us for the fourth quarter success plan. We have what you need to get you started in the art career because really once you get started, then the rest is a lot easier. It's just finding that starting point is really tough sometimes. But yeah, and also if you liked this episode and you want to review the podcast, I would say Thank you so much because I am offering a shout out on my Instagram for a podcast review. So if you review this podcast or if you share it on Instagram or anything, just tag me and I will shout you out on my Instagram of over 70,000 people, followers, you know. And so just basically just a thank you for helping me and I'll help you kind of a thing. Okay. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. 